What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. My name is Emily, and when Edward reads my mind, he sees that I'm thinking about the homework that's due. And I'm Paige. When Edward reads my mind, he sees that I'm thinking about sliced ham. And you are listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. (laughs) So how's it going today, Paige? How's your day? Really good. I just gorged myself on enchiladas, and I look, I would say, approximately two months pregnant. You know what? That's the best kind of feeling. Like when you're just like, damn, I got a food baby because that food was good. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just letting you know what my state is. (laughs) Thank you for the update. Um, I saw a bear today, everyone. That's the thing that happens in Colorado, apparently. I have never seen one, so maybe it's not that common of a thing. Um, And I've lived here for the majority of my life. So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was just kind of lumbering along. I would like to say that it was running, but I don't know. When I think about a bear running, I'm just like, that's not possible. (laughs) I don't know. It makes me think of what Tina would look like if she was running. (laughs) We got to post a pic of Tina sometime. I have a pic of her laying on my notes that I take for the episode, so I'll I'll be sure to share it. All right. Keep your eyes peeled, fans. (laughs) All right, so I know that this episode is going to air, obviously, a week from today, but I today is the 13th. So on the 12th, it was National Coming Out Day, and it made me think about the series um, in general. I mean, we're only about 200 pages into the first book, and there's four books, but I was just wondering, you don't have to spoil or anything. I was just curious, what is the LGBTQ representation like in all of the other books? Is it present is it not is like what should I be anticipating um it is not present at all because Stephanie Meyer kind of sucks um I think it probably has to do with her Mormonism um as you'll see there is a lot of just issues related to sexuality that are going to come up that we are definitely going to have to discuss however here's what I will say the fandom has done a really great job and I am not one to speak on this because um, I am I identify straight, so I you know I haven't created any of this content. But there are a lot of creators out there who write fan fiction, who like rewrite things about the story, who have like introduced that LGBTQ plus kind of identity into it for various characters, and it's really really enjoyable. So hopefully someday, Paige, you'll you'll get to engage in some of that. Like on Tumblr is where most of it is, but I'm sure it's on other places too. Um, I don't even know. Are kids using archive of our own anymore or like fanfiction.net? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. I'm sure it's on there too. So to answer your question, zero. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was kind of anticipating that, but I a little part of me was hoping you'd be like, actually, Stephanie does a really great job in Eclipse, but... Why, why was I expecting that? Yeah, I don't know that you'll ever hear me say Stephanie does a really great job about any kind of topical issue ever. <laughs> I think Stephanie does a really great job at settings, at descriptions. Her writing is very rich and compelling. And that's about it. <laughs> so, well, on I, that note, let's get into the content Yes, let's. Um, So this week we read, Jesus Christ, where am I? Oh, chapter 10, um, interrogations. Oh, wait, wait, before we get into it, 
we want to put out a call and we'll mention this at the end of the episode because I know there's probably skippers out there that skip this intro part. But it is Halloween. Not today, the date, but for me, Halloween is October 1st through October 31st. And I know Paige agrees with me on that. I would just like to say uh, the first day of Halloween for me is July 5th because <laughs> there are no holidays in between July 1st or July 4th and Halloween. Labor Day just cried. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've worked at a fucking minimum wage job for five years. Corporate gets Labor Day off and we don't. So Labor Day is not even a holiday in my eyes. No, girl, I'm on your side. I think it's a joke, too, that you had to work. So I don't blame you at all. And I love Halloween starting on July 5th. Yeah, my my pumpkins are out immediately after I eat my body's weight in ribs. <laughs> ribs. Jesus. Anyways, um, as I was saying, it is Halloween, and we would love to get some submissions of just spooky or scary stories. Don't have to be vampire-related. Don't think that's possible, because vampires aren't real to the best of my knowledge. Maybe there's some stuff out there I don't know about. But just anything from your life or that you've heard from your parents or from your friends, please submit it. You can DM us on any social media that we have, so our um, Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter. I know some people aren't on social media, so you could also email us. It's just TuesdaysAreForTwilight at gmail.com. And we would love to hear them. I want to hear all the spook. Don't do a creepypasta, or do if it's good, I guess. (laughs) But, yeah. I'm excited to hear the the stories we're going to get, if any. Yes, we we would love to get some. So make our entire month, please. I have a group project for one of my online classes. One of my online classes, which wasn't (laughs) even supposed to be in person. I am literally in online school and I have a group project. Are you kidding me? But anyways, I have a group of three and I just found out like two weeks ago that one of my group members literally dropped out of the class and waited until weeks later to tell us. So please... I'm begging you, give me something that will lighten my month. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it from her directly. Paige deserves spooky stories. Thank you. That is all. Um, So as I was saying before all of that, this week we read chapter 10, Interrogations. So this was kind of a, a short, quick and dirty chapter. But what did you think of it, Paige? I thought it was, it was good. There was a lot of, I think setting the stage for more drama to come, a lot of uh, scene building to get me excited for the upcoming chapters. Um, There was also a lot of like cringiness, like the whole scene in the cafeteria where they're sitting like really close to each other talking about God knows what. Like I was telling Millie, how, how bizarre would it be to be sitting the table over from them in this chapter really really weird yes this is finally where that meme took place that i told you about like five ever ago yes. <laughs> it's like the poor kid just trying to eat his freaking sandwich or whatever <laughs> and he hears this shit and he's like really <laughs> oh, so horrible but yeah <laughs> these these two are quite the power couple if you know what i'm saying <laughs> 
I don't know if the audience can hear it, but my eyes are rolling so hard they are creaking. <laughs> Her eyes have arthritis. This is Seriously. what it's like. This is what it's like getting old. Um, I had two friends call me yesterday. This is not related at all. So sorry that we're taking so long to get into the text. But um, so when I was a senior in college, I made friends with some of the freshmen. So they would have been three years younger than me. So now I've been out three years and they are seniors now. So two of them called me because they were together yesterday and they were like, you were right. And I was like, I usually am (laughs) about what specifically. And they're like, we are old. Like our bodies can't do it. It's hard. Like whenever we drink, we're hungover for forever. And I was like, thank you because when I was a senior in college my nickname on my team was literally life alert (laughs) because there just comes a point when you're like 22 that you're like this is how it's gonna be for the rest of my life I guess yeah (laughs) what what even got me on this subject I my eyeballs having arthritis oh right 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 yeah yeah I feel like that's possible at my age I'm just saying (laughs) My eyeballs may have arthritis. They also cannot see. Yeah, that's <laughs> It's fair. kind of their one job. <laughs> I know. It's kind of bullshit that, like, eyes, like, being 2020 is not the, like, standard or the norm. Like, uh, that's what they're supposed to be for. <laughs> I, just, just a fun little uh, interesting science fact. Um... The reason that our eyes are so fucked up is because of, um, what is it called? Basically, like, the modernization of the education system and, like, like having to read, like, boards and, with small writing and reading books all the time. Like, holding tiny little things so close to our face. Like, we're, as humans, kind of more meant to be farsighted than nearsighted. And just that strain, strain of, like, how much is forced on us at such an early age with like Western education. Um, like people in, um, with like formal education systems like that, I think the statistic is like one in three people are nearsighted. Where um, communities that don't teach reading or like have anything like that, it's like 0.0001% of people are nearsighted. That's crazy. My jaw's on the floor right now. You know what, you guys? You came for Twilight, but you're staying for this extremely interesting anthropological information from Paige and whatever the hell I'm contributing, which is probably a bunch of bullshit. (laughs) So sorry. You know what? I love it. (laughs) This is what this podcast is. Take it or leave it. Sounded so sad. (laughs) Sorry. Take it or leave it, exclamation <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yes, chapter 10, interrogations. So, if you'll recall, we left off after the whole date at the Italian restaurant. Bella just got dropped off by Edward, had that really dramatic paragraph about how she's unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him, then, like, fell asleep. Is that how you pronounce that word? I think it could be either way. When you said it, I was like, am I saying it wrong? I bet it's either way. Okay, that okay, that's good. 
Somebody write in. Please. Instead of us just Googling it. Scary story of the week. Paige doesn't know how to pronounce words. (laughs) So Bella wakes up. And she's like, was last night a dream? Which I've totally done that. Whenever I had a great night with my my crush or whatever, you know, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. And then like two days later, he would ghost me and I'd be like, just kidding, (laughs) y'all. I was playing. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Um, It's so funny to me that she jumps right in with the smell stuff. It's back. Like, I could not stop thinking about you when I was reading it. I, I too, thought that that was kind of funny. But then, I mean, I know that you said Stephanie Meyer isn't great at a lot of things. So it everything that I see that I think, like, maybe this has a deeper meaning to it, I'm, I kind of second-guess myself because I'm like, does it really, though? But my kind of thought that I was having was that, I mean, I know that Edward thinks that Bella smells really good, but it's more of, like, a prey thing. I don't know if she's, like using just his cologne, his man smell, almost to, like, compare the two and make Bella seem like she finds Edward irresistible in the same way, but in a different version of it. Like, I don't know if she's, I don't know if she's just playing off of that girls love the way that boys smell, or if it's, like, Edward loves the way that Bella smells, and also Bella loves the way that Edward smells. It's the same thing, but it's a little different, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think the two things have to be mutually exclusive, though. Like, I think she can be playing off, like, the teenage whatever cologne thing and also have it be what you said. I kind of interpret it as, like, almost, um, I don't even know what the word is, but you know how, like, predators in nature they have like things that attract their prey to them yes that's almost what that seems like to me like i can see that because bella is technically like supposed to be his prey if he wasn't like a quote-unquote vegetarian yeah that's you know that's a good point i i like that imagery a lot too because then it still keeps edward in this predatory state that he technically is in yeah, yeah. And to clarify, I think Stephanie Meyer is a great writer. Like, that's these books were successful for a reason. I just think that she's also racist and misogynist. So, I mean, you know, the two aren't mutually exclusive. Re fucking tweet. So, um, also, I do want to say, speaking of how she is good at setting, even though she sucks. Um, this whole foggy thing, like, really sets the scene for me. I'm like, ooh, this is Spook 5000, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, and they're driving, and it's Spook, and they're downtown, and it's Spook. I'm like, are there spider webs up? <laughs> I don't even know what month it's supposed to be. <laughs> Probably, like, February. <laughs> kind of wanted to point out, again, I don't know, I might just be reading into this, but um, when Edward kind of appears in the fog to... Mm-hmm offer to drive her to school um he goes do you want to ride with me today and then there's a little paragraph of dialogue whatever and then bella says yes thank you the first thing that i thought of was in vampire mythology you they can't enter your home without you giving your consent that you want them there and i was like 
Bella is explicitly giving Edward consent for him to, like, not enter because he's giving her a ride, but just, like, the verbal confirmation that she wants him and is accepting him in just makes me think of the vampire legend of of the past, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting that you bring that up because literally my next note was going to be to ask you, she says... He was really giving me a choice. I was free to refuse, and part of him hoped for that. It was a vain hope. Do you think that Bella really has a choice at this stage? You know, that's a good question. I I would say, I mean, I would hope yes. I would hope that she could maybe realize, like, maybe what I'm doing is wrong, and she could tell him no, and he would respect that and stay away from her. But... I kind of feel like he wouldn't do that. And I feel like Bella kind of knows that too. Like, I she's kind of in too deep at this point. So I don't know if she really does. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. And I almost feel like Bella isn't giving herself a choice. Mm-hmm. Like, she's in too deep on her own, of her own accord type of thing. Yeah. Because when she was thinking about how if it mattered, quote unquote, that he was a vampire, she was like, too late. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's really not, but I mean if you're if you're laying if you're making this bed, I mean I guess you have to lie in it. But. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. All of that aside, um, including the supernatural element, I'm just saying if my crush showed up at my house on a school morning to drive me, I would zip, zap, zop into that car so fast it would make your head spin. And I also think like when you get ready that's when you look the best, like right when you finish getting ready. So yes. your crush showing up right at the peak of hotness. I mean, what more could you ask for? And it's foggy. I mm-hmm. mean, really? um, separate but related. <laughs> when you said um, that thing about Edward showing up out of the fog, it just made me think of Ron, my dad, because he loves the movie The Fog. And he always is like, whenever it's foggy outside, he always says, there's something in the fog. Because it's like from the movie. And then they say, stay out of the fog. I, I feel like that's a dad thing. It is. It is. Good movie, though. You should watch it. Mm-hmm. Um. So, long story short, Bella chooses to ride with him. And it's just like thinking about how hot he is. <laughs> Quote, it was a colossal tribute to his face that it kept my eyes away from his body. It's funny to me. Um. So... They drive to school, and she's, like, not saying anything because she's, like, nervous that things are weird and awkward mood. Um, But they have this little kind of conversation about how Bella doesn't want to tell him what she's thinking because he'll get mad at her. Which, how did you interpret that? I'm assuming you, you interpret it the same way I interpreted it. But what do you think that she's thinking that he doesn't want to hear? That she wants him and that she can't stay away. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Which, once again, if you really don't want to hear that, maybe stop showing up every five seconds. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, seriously. It's like, this is a lost cause at this point. Just give up the ghost. I'm sick of hearing about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so finally they roll up to um, school and Bella realizes, like, oh, his family must have, like, his siblings must have, driven themselves um and they took rosalie's car which is described as a glossy red convertible with the top up were you surprised by this 
I was a little bit, but that scene with the convertible actually triggered a memory from the movie for me. So I I do remember that there one of the girls is like a model or like a movie star or something, or she's just like really pretty. And I that's what it made me think of. Like, oh, I wonder if that character is who I'm thinking of, if, if that's Rosalie or not. I don't know. But um, it mainly surprised me because I'm like, if it's a foggy day out, why are you riding with the top down? It sounds like it's cold. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's pretty weird. I don't know why you would do that either. Um, can't comment on Rosalie, um, if you're right or not, obviously. I do think it's weird, though, that, like, I feel like Edward is keeping his family at not even an arm's length, like an arm and three legs lengths from Bella. Like, it's weird that they're so involved and she, like, hasn't met his family, but I guess he hasn't met Charlie either. It's true. And, I mean, to be fair, they're not, like, really super that involved, you know? Like, I mean, I guess the situation and the circumstances are extenuating, but, like, if he wasn't a supernatural being, I don't think it would be bizarre at all that neither of them has met the other one's family. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's just for me, like, even if he wasn't supernatural, his family's the only people that he spends time with ever. Like, it's been said multiple times he, like, doesn't have friends. (laughs) Which I'm like, okay, that's the red flag number 347. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, yeah. All in due time, my child. Maybe you'll meet them. So, um, they roll up, like I just said, and Jessica is waiting to get the motherfucking tea. And she has to wait a little bit longer. Um, but Edward obviously reads her mind and says that she wants to know if they're secretly dating and she wants to know how Bella feels about Edward. And he's just very coy. He's like, okay, first of all, hold on, let me make sure I'm not skipping anything no i'm not okay um he says i suppose you could say yes to the first question which is if they're secretly dating if you don't mind it's easier than any other explanation i'm like what other explanation Ah. is there (laughs) i'm confused you are secretly dating (laughs) everyone in the whole school is watching you guys hang out and like it's all th- collectively thinking the same thing. Like, this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Something is going on here. Like, you just drove her to school on a Tuesday. They probably assume you're boning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, this is one of the most idiotic things he has said so far. <laughs> it's easier than any other explanation. Such as? <laughs> I do not get it. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, the second question he says, I'll be listening to hear the answer to that one myself. (sighs) Which I I feel bad for Bella because she can't even have girl talk in private, you know? Seriously. And and I feel like that fact in of itself sways the way that she talks. Like, she's not even... I mean, she may be answering the questions truthfully, but not to the extent where you would be having 
a regular conversation with another person where it's just the two of you. Like, there's no way that she's answering exactly the way that she would if he wasn't listening. Yes, agreed. And I just want to say, thank God Edward can't read her thoughts. I legit don't think they could have a relationship if he could. Because, no way. Like, I don't think Edward could have a romantic relationship with anyone he could read in their mind. I don't think anyone... I, it's not just an Edward thing. Like, you would break up with them because you'd be like, I heard you think that this dress makes me look fat. Yeah, I think... A- I mean, this relates back to the beginning, but I think about Ham way too much for any person to ever want to have a committed relationship with me, so I don't know. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. I feel like someone would just hear my thoughts of like, oh my god, did I put too many exclamation points in that email? Oh my god, I should go read it 400 more times to make sure I didn't, but it's already sent, but I should still read it again. And they'd be like, I can't, I'm out, goodbye. (laughs) So that's where I'm at. I love it. Um, so he, and also he's like touching her hair. I'm like, yes, everyone thinks you're secretly dating. I don't want to harp the point too much, but it's like, you literally are secretly dating pretty much. It's not even a secret. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. So Bella goes to class and Mike is there, you know, all glum. And I'm like, suck it up, bro. You're literally going on with Jessica. But it's good that he reacts the way that he did um, and, like, asks about her and wants to know if she enjoyed their date or whatever. And then I got kind of sad when it said on page 202 the fog had almost dissolved. I'm like, mm, there goes my atmosphere. <laughs> um, oh, my God, wait. <laughs> skipped one of my notes so back on page 201 I noticed that when he when Edward said I'll be listening to hear the answer to that one myself one side of his mouth pulled up into my favorite uneven smile is uneven better than crooked I think that uneven is how you would describe someone with a crooked smile if you were trying to be nice to them because you had a crush on them yeah I think that's on point The word crooked just makes me think of Richard Nixon, which is extremely unpleasant. You know, like, I am not a crook or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, crooked to me has a added layer of, like, maliciousness to it. Like, it means uneven, but there's, like, a darker connotation to it. That uneven is just uneven, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I just wanted to see your take on that small word change. Um, so then finally she gets to class, that the class that she has with Jessica. And of course she says, tell me everything. We're all Jessica in this moment. Because even the reader's like, I want this tea, even though I've been here the whole time. <laughs> but yeah. um, Jessica just basically interrogates her, which I'm like, is that the interrogation? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. I, yeah, I see what, I see what you're getting at. I kind of forgot that was the name of the book title. And I was like, what does she mean by the interrogation? Should I know about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just remembered it right before I said that. Because I was like, why is it called that? Maybe because she asks him a bunch of questions later. I don't know. Who knows? But. Yeah, Bella is kind of just like giving the least amount of detail possible, which is very frustrating to Jessica. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of sad when Jessica asked if they've kissed and Bella's like, it's not like that. I'm like, 
sad. Yeah. For Bella. <laughs> she mentions the waitress and how pretty she was. Um, and then um, there's this weird section of this conversation, and I, I don't, I want to hear your thoughts on it because I personally don't understand it. First, on page 204, Jessica said, he's so intimidating. I wouldn't know what to say to him. Okay, so separate thing before I ask your opinion on what's coming up next. I, my notes literally say, I, exclamation point, hate, exclamation point, intimidating, exclamation point. I don't think I care as much that it's being used towards Edward, but maybe this is a conversation for another day and maybe even another podcast. But I'm just like, why do people use that word? to justify why they like couldn't be friends with or couldn't date women specifically. And the reason I'm taking this so personally is because I've been told multiple times that like by people I've hooked up with that are that have been like, well, I just didn't want to approach you because you're too intimidating. I'm like, what's intimidating? The fact that I never shut the fuck up? The fact that I'm a powerful woman? Yes, you're that so is exactly. Go awake. <laughs> I think that you hit the nail on the head on that one. I don't know. I just feel like... Bonk, bonk. 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 I I just feel like, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but in my own personal experience, men often feel like a woman that would be easier to control, quote-unquote, will be just an easier person to get access to so if you put up any little bit of a challenge it's not even worth it which is gross to say but like I feel like a lot of people just want it to be easy yeah they don't want any kind of pushback or any kind of um any kind of person who may disagree or any kind of person who may tell them things that they don't want to hear I guess yeah I agree um friend of the pod Remy she has this quote that I think might be her it might have been her like her Instagram bio but and I'm she's gonna be mad at me because I'm gonna get it wrong but I think it's like strong women um intimidate boys and excite men and Mm -hmm. that ladies should be another one of your mottos Along with put the joy back in things, the things that you enjoy. That's another one. Write it down. Live it. Love it. Breathe it. Get it tattooed if you want. Yeah. Because I, I think you're right. Um, and, and that's a facet of it. But I also think just like when women have strong opinions about something or like when they quote unquote have their shit together. And I say that in reference to myself because I have never once since probably 2004 had my shit together and yet people are always like well you just like you seem so put together and you just like are good at school and you good at blah 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 like that's what they used to say and I'm like (laughs) sis if you only knew but I just I think that's another element of it too that men are just or boys more specifically are just like "Ah!" (laughs) can't handle it I, I, I cannot, I cannot disagree with any of that. I completely agree with it. Co-signed. <laughs> We're going to write a book, I think. 
It's actually just going to be a transcription of this podcast. <laughs> the book title is Anyways. <laughs> I know, I'm trying so hard not to say it as much, but I'm like, don't fucking say it, Emily. Do not. I haven't said it in a long time, which you could get back into. I could. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, so what I wanted to ask you about in terms of this actual plot <laughs> is... Bella gets mad at Jessica because she says he is unbelievably gorgeous. She interpreted she interprets it as Jessica shrugging as if this excused any flaws. I personally don't think that's what Jessica is saying, but maybe I'm wrong. But then Bella goes on to say, I can't explain it right, but he's even more unbelievable behind the face. The vampire who wanted to be good, who ran around saving people's lives so he wouldn't be a monster. What do you think of this? It's like her grappling with the fact that she knows there's so much more to his story than anyone knows. And that she has all of this extra information where it's like, if only I could tell you, you would have the same opinion as me. But there's no way she could ever tell Jessica any of this. So she kind of just has to swallow what she knows and just let Edward look bad almost, which I feel like makes her upset. Like, you you don't even know how amazing he is, but I can't tell you, so I just have to try and hint at it, and you're never gonna understand it, which makes her upset because she's just so infatuated with him. And she wants people, almost, to see that he's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. I think I'm just trying to process it. Like, if I was in Jessica's shoes, if Bella said that to me, I'd be like, such ass. (laughs) And also, I think we're really hard on Edward sometimes, and I think 99% of the time he deserves it. But I'm kind of like, is he running around saving people's lives? I'm confused. (laughs) Just yours, as far as I know. Maybe not. I guess he, yeah, I guess he's good, but... I mean, I don't think, uh, (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) I don't want to throw him under the bus, but it seemed like before Bella showed up, no one really liked him that much. Right, right. Which, part of me wants to be like, yeah, all it takes is just someone to give him the time of day and to actually get to know him. But then I'm like, people say that about shitty boys all the time, where they're like, you just have to get to know him. And it's like, no, I don't. Don't really want to. Sorry. I'll be interested to see. I've said this eight million times. Make it eight million one. Those people who are count, counting. But I'll be interested to see what you think of Midnight Sun because it's like you finally get to see why he does all this weird fucking shit he does. And I don't know if it'll make it better or worse. We'll see. I think I'm gonna be neutral. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I grow to like him. A little bit more later on. (laughs) I don't want to be too generous, but... (laughs) I mean, it's weird. It's weird for me, because when I was younger, I, like, was obsessed with him, like every other 11, 12, 13-year-old girl who read this book. Like, you know, I thought he was the greatest, and now I, like, reread it, and I'm like, ooh, yike. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I think about my own past relationships as a teenager, and, like, red flags that looking at it now objectively 
are easy to see, but at the time when you are a literal child and your hormones are literally like off their going, as the kids say, going bazoing zoing. <laughs> and I, I just, I think that it's easy to see how Bella is swayed by him. Like it, it's easy to see how a, a, so a child would be infatuated with this person. But I mean, as an adult who's, had my own share of shitty relationships and like seen all kinds of red flags in my day. Like it's easy to think now, like, well, yeah, this is really fucked up. Why is Bella not, why is Bella ignoring this? But it's like, I did the same shit when I was a teenager. Like I ignored things because I thought this person was amazing. Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. What you just said reminded me of this Tumblr post. It's by Tumblr user, the at is Punk Bella Swan, which is a badass username. But it says, well, this is a quote from Midnight Sun, so I can't read it. But it's just Edward, like, um, contemplating Bella and just, like, thinking all these deep thoughts about her. And then this Tumblr user says, Bella, aspiring monster and monster fucker, meanwhile. And then it's a screenshot of a different Tumblr post that is from um, user Brutal. It's spelled B-R-U-T-O-L. And it says, okay, first of all, I didn't, quote, miss the red flags. I looked at them and thought, yeah, that's sexy. <laughs> Very Bella. It is, and it just reminded me so much of what you were talking about, so sorry I was looking for that meme while you were talking, but I swear I was listening. <laughs> oh, but it's so true. Didn't we all do that? We all saw that, and we were like, that red flag is a green light. Let's get it going. I mean, any red flag for me as a teenager could be overlooked if you had long hair and you rode a skateboard. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that was your type. It still is. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, so, um, Jessica asks Bella, like, do you like him? But do you like him like him? Like, that's basically what she says, even though she doesn't say it in those words. And Bella says, too much, more than he likes me, but I don't see how I can help that. And then she gets the subject change by bringing up Mike and that just takes up the whole rest of the day which that's you know what Edward's out here playing checkers Bella's out here playing chess checkmate maybe <laughs> so then they go to lunch and um Bella obviously meets up with Edward um so Edward yeah is buying her lunch which is kind of romantic kind of cheesy because it's like literally high school cafeteria lunch but I'd still take it. You know what? I would too. I'm just thinking about those fries that they used to sell at our high school on Tuesday. Wasn't it, was it Tuesdays or Thursdays? I think it was Thursday. Oh, those things are so good. I remember one time I would get so excited about them. <laughs> um, I one time grabbed them and I turned around and friend of the pod, except I don't think she'll ever listen to this because it's totally not her cup of tea, but um, Rena was watching me and she was like the only one who witnessed this, but I dropped, I was super pumped. I went up and I got them and then I turned around and I dropped them on the ground 
and she literally lost her mind and I looked at her and I was like I dropped my fries and she was like yeah I know I can see you (laughs) but the nice lunch ladies gave me free replacement so nice it was very nice no one cares about that story anyways (laughs) um so yeah they finally sit down and she asks what would happen if (coughs) sorry someone dared him to eat food um so what did you think was gonna happen when he ate this food like did you think he was gonna be able to do it okay I'm trying to remember I think it's do you remember that TV show, My Life as a Teenage Robot? Uh, the name is familiar, but I never watched it. Basically, it was a teenage girl, but she was a robot. <laughs> it was a cartoon, and she did different things. Like, her mom was a scientist, and she was just trying to live as a normal teenage girl, but she was a robot. But I think in the very first episode, she eats an ice cream cone, or it's, like, in the actual, like, theme song. She eats the ice cream cone and then opens up her stomach compartment and just removes the ice cream cone because she's a robot and cannot eat organic substances <laughs> for fuel. So I was kind of picturing him eating something and then having to like having some kind of like reaction where he would just throw it up. Like I was picturing there would be literally no way his body could process it. I love that theory. Um I will say you won't find out till <laughs> what actually happens, um, whether or not you're correct until a ways later. So stay tuned. But I like that theory a lot. Put a pin in it. Put a pin in it, baby. You know what to do. Um, So he's like crabby this whole time. And I personally didn't remember why he was. I was like, what's he crabby about now? But they kind of just make some small talk or whatever. Um... And then he's like, he finally gets to the point. He says, do you truly believe that you care for me more than I do for you? He murmured, leading closer to me as he spoke, his dark golden eyes piercing. And then a little bit later, he says, or the text says, finally he spoke, voice velvet soft. You're wrong. My little teen heart swooned when I read that. It's pretty, it's pretty romantic. I can't lie. Yeah, I agree. Um, But, yeah, Bella, like, thinks that he's, like, pulling her leg, basically. Uh, She doesn't, like, argue with him, but she thinks it's, like, impossible that he cares about her as much as she cares about him, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. And so he keeps, like, um, quote-unquote dazzling her, so she has to keep being like, stop looking at me, which is also a mood. Um, And on page 210... This makes me sad that, like, she says, well, aside from the obvious, sometimes blah, 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 um, and talks about how he's trying to say goodbye when you're saying something else. That doesn't make me sad because I'm not surprised because that I think her assessment is very accurate. But then he says, what do you mean the obvious? And she like she says, I'm absolutely ordinary. And look at you. I mean, she doesn't call herself ugly. I don't think that's Bella's style to call herself ugly. We've talked about this before, but I'm like, don't be rude to yourself. I, I, not that I think Bella is ugly or anything, but I kind of can see myself doing that. Like, I don't think that I'm ugly, but I know what my league is. And Mm -hmm. like, 
if I, like, if a really, really hot guy is giving me, like, the time of day, and I, I don't know, it's just, like, like, it it makes me feel like it's not real. Like, like I know where my league kind of ends when it comes to just looks alone. And I don't know, maybe Bella's, like, kind of feels the same way. Like, he is literally, like, the most gorgeous person I've ever seen, and I'm just a person, you know? Like, he is supernaturally hot. Yeah, that's true. I think part of my pushback against this is I don't think leagues exist. Like, I think they're fabricated in our minds to keep ourselves down, so fuck it. But also, once again, I've been single for four years, so what the fuck do I know? But I don't know. Yeah, it would be nice if I, I, that if if Bella just had more confidence in herself. I mean, I do think it's, like, very teenage girl of her. I mean, didn't we all feel this way, right? Mm -hmm. And probably some of us still do, even if we're 25, 30, 40, 60. Like, that's just kind of part of being a female or identifying as female in society, which is bullshit, but... I'm too tired to get into that today, but <laughs> yeah, I think it is very like normal and human of her. I'm not like bringing her down for bringing herself down. I just wish that she wouldn't, you know? I agree. But another thing I wanted to point out when he's arguing with her about this, which I do think it's very like, I'm going to be nice about Edward. Okay. Warning. <laughs> Disclaimer. I'm going to be nice about Edward. Um, I think he handles this very well. And, like, piles on, like, how much she doesn't see herself clearly and how she's not ordinary and how he thinks... He he doesn't, like, call her beautiful or whatever, which I'm almost glad for because I think that would be superficial. But I think he does about a good a job, as good a job as he could, trying to reassure her. However, being nice about Edward, hour is over. Um, Because I think it's... It makes me so uncomfortable that on page 210 he said... You didn't hear what every human male in this school was thinking on your first day. You couldn't have said every male student. Because what you just said implies teachers and staff, and that's gross. Yeah, that is... I didn't even consider that. But that is... I mean, as horrible as it sounds, not surprising. Because, Mm -hmm. I don't know, men can be nasty like that. Um, but yeah, that really not great. I also don't know if, if if I were in Bella's shoes, I don't know if I would take that as a compliment. Like that's kind of upsetting to hear. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that he was trying to like make it a good thing, but like, I also don't want to hear that. Like my first day I was literally ogled at by like every single male person in a, in a way that insinuates something not great yeah I agree with you I do think there's probably people out there that would take it as a compliment and I don't think that they are necessarily wrong and we are necessarily right Mm -hmm. but yeah I think I'm on the same page as you but there's nothing wrong with I just want to say if you want to get ogled and you it makes you know boost your self-esteem that's totally fine I think it would make me uncomfortable too but Here's the thing, I think back then, it would have really been flattering to me, and I probably would have overlooked kind of the uncomfortableness of it, yeah. because I 
And part of the reason I'm like lecturing our audience today is because like I thought I was ugly and still sometimes do for like 12 straight years of my life. So it's like, you know, I had to work through that. Um, so I think back then I would have been like, hmm, interesting to this. So it would have like probably really pumped my tires. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But now I'm like, yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Um, and she says, my embarrassment was much stronger than my pleasure at the look that came into his eyes when he said this. So she's kind of grappling with it, too. Um, and then they have kind of this disagreement about, you know, quote unquote, saying goodbye and like how they are approaching the relationship. Um and Edward is trying to basically argue that because he's trying to leave the situation, he's making an attempt to do, quote unquote, the right thing. He likes her better than she likes him or cares about her more than she cares about him. Do you agree with that? How, what are your feelings on that? I don't agree with that. Like, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If he really cared and he really felt like, Bella's life is in danger for them being together. He's the one who should step away. He is the one who is introducing that danger element into her life. So if he really, really, really cares and wants her to be safe, he would leave her alone. He is purposefully putting himself back into her life over and over again. He didn't have to drive her to school that day. He didn't have to save her life. He, two times. He, it, it does not make sense to me. He's just, I, no. To answer your question, no. I can say no. Yeah, I agree with you. However, there is a small voice in the back of my head that is like, but Bella has some agency in this too. Um, which we had talked about later. Like if she tried to walk away, would he let her? It's who's to say. We don't know because it's not happening. So there's no canon evidence one way or another. But... And one of the reasons that, you know, Paige and I from the beginning have wanted to, like, do in rereading this, well, me rereading it, Paige reading it for the first time, is, like, to look at it with a more 2020 lens to, you know, kind of give back the agency to, you know, what was often seen as, like, an anti-feminist book, which it is in many ways, um, as we have already seen. But I don't know. I just... There's part of me that thinks that, like, this is kind of, I mean, I think at first, for sure, for sure. Like, he did not have to get involved with her at all, and that was all deliberate choices on his part. But I think there has been a point of no return. I don't know if I could define exactly what it's been, but I think Bella is here as much on her own accord as she is of his decision-making. You're right. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's said it out loud I mean I don't know if she's said it out loud but her thoughts that we read has said like that she doesn't care that she's reached a point where she's not turning back so I think there would be a point where if he had tried to get away I think that she would have had a really hard time letting go if I don't know if she would have successfully done it I, like you said, it's not canon. We have no way of knowing that. But she definitely has some agency of her own in choosing to stay, despite what she knows. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that is kind of the central thing 
of reading this as a feminist text versus an anti-feminist text, which <clears throat> obviously there's going to be other female characters introduced that have a lot of, that are written in such a way that raises a lot of other questions about feminism. But I just feel like a lot of times critics of this book say, which I don't know if you would even know this page, but they're like, uh, unhealthy relationships. Oh, he manipulates her into being in love with him. And I think that's true up to a point. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Like, I'm just repeating myself at this point. But, um, yeah, I do think she has some agency in the matter. So, like, if you think about how several chapters ago when he saved her life, he was trying hard to get her to forget everything, like, saying, like, I was over here. And, I mean, to be fair, it was gaslighting. But she mm -hmm. continually kept putting herself out there to get more information to see what's going on like she did have the opportunity to just be like it was nothing like I can move on from this but even from the very very beginning Bella was pushing to be involved that she wanted to know more and that she was I think she explicitly says in one of the earlier chapters like I was going to I was going to get that information regardless of what it took. Like I wasn't going to let him say no to me. Like she, she did have a lot of opportunity to step away and she didn't. So it's for sure not just a one way street. There is, there is um, input from both sides. Yeah, definitely. That's a really, really great point. Also, sorry that your background music was me <laughs> being obnoxious as fuck. <laughs> sorry about that. I was trying to get her to go away, and she was like, not today. <laughs> I want to talk about this motherfucker. <laughs> she was like, actually, Edward. <laughs> oh, God, Malcolm has entered the room for the first time this entire recording. We got we to gotta pack it in, folks. I'm just kidding. <sighs> not to say anyways, but anyways. <laughs> um, so after they have kind of that, I don't even want to say an argument. Well, I guess an argument. Bella glares at one point. So after they kind of have that conversation, um, he asks if they, she actually does want to go to Seattle this weekend. And they end up deciding that she's going to see what he looks like in the sunlight. And they're not going to Seattle. Which I'm like, sad. She wanted to go shopping. Yeah. I, I mean... Do I want to see my crush in beautiful lighting or do I want him to drive me to a new town and buy me books? I'm going to say the second one. <laughs> yeah. Why not both? Sadly. I mean, I don't think it's possible, but I wish it was. Um, and then once again, they have kind of this back and forth about Charlie and her driving and her being in danger by herself. if she went to Seattle um, and then he says, you should tell Charlie though, um, this is on page 214 mm -hmm. and okay. You should, you should tell Charlie though. Why in the world would I do that? His eyes were suddenly fierce to give me some small incentive to bring you back. I have to say when I read that literally a record scratch played in my head, I was like, Aka, excuse me. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Again, 
I thought that you liked her. Like, be nice. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like, what do you think that's about? I mean, he's he finds her irresistible. If he has her all to himself, he might not want to give her back. Which, I mean, not that he has any authority to give her one. True. You know. Um, But, like, having Charlie, who I think is respected by his family, involved, he, I don't think that he would want to go against or hurt Charlie. Like, I think that knowing that Charlie has been defending their family for some time, I think that he would want to offer the same respect back to him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about it in that light, but I think you're right. So then they have this whole conversation about hunting, which is, I think, the part where the kid sitting nearby eating his sandwich would have been like, you know what, I'm fucking out of here. So he says that they were hunting bears because that's Emmett's favorite and he hunts like a bear and that his favorite is mountain lion and he hunts like a mountain lion and basically implies that his teeth are the weapons, which I'm like, not to make fun of Bella, but I'm like, what did you think were they were doing? <laughs> like, do you think they were shooting them with muskets and then drinking their blood? <laughs> I think so. This is going to be a dumb question. It's, I would say, at the most bare minimum pertinent. But when you were a kid and you're like, vampires drink blood and they use their fangs, did you think that they would bite the neck and then, like, like, lap the blood? Or did you think that the fangs had straws in them? And that they would bite, they would bite, and then they would suck the blood up through there. Because that's what I always thought. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. But then I saw a Tumblr post where someone said the exact same thing, and I was like, maybe other people are thinking what I'm thinking. I don't know that I am even qualified to answer this because I read this when I was a kid, basically. Um, but I feel like I just thought that they made the puncture wound with their teeth and then sucked it like you would anything else. You know, like, with your mouth. <laughs> I I don't, like, the, the physics of teeth straws doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> but I always just, it just made, it, it somehow made sense in my child brain. So I was just, I was just curious. Yeah, it's interesting, to say the least. I wish someone would, like, draw a comic of it. I'd love to see that. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, and... <laughs> This is the smallest thing ever, but Bella mentions at one point that she took a long drink of Coke, and I'm like, is this book sponsored by Coke? This is I the exact same thing. I was like, she could have, it could have easily just said water, and I would have gotten the exact same uh, thought in my head. Like, p- putting Coke in there makes me think it was done on purpose. <laughs> like, literally product placement. <laughs> so, um, so then... <laughs> On page 216, when they're talking about hunting, she goes, is that something I might get to see? And this is a direct quote from my notes. Confirmed. This shit is her kink, lol. (laughs) Like, why do you want to see that, girlfriend? I, I think it has something to do, I mean, 
could be king for sure. But like the reason that I managed the lacrosse team in high school is because I had a crush on someone on the lacrosse team. And I wanted to be upfront and personal with that individual doing a sport. Bella thinks that Edward is hot and he's got muscles and he's dangerous. Why wouldn't you want to see that up close and personal, you know? Yeah. Just to see it, you know, just to see what's going on. I'm really thinking this through. I just, I hate, like, I hit a bird with my car the other day. There's nothing I could do. It literally leaped into the road as I was driving by it. But I just hate animals dying. Like, I hate seeing that. I personally don't think I could stomach this. I also hate blood. But that's not to say that my experience or my thoughts are the universal thoughts. I just personally don't think I'd be into it. But Now that you're saying it out loud, I kind of didn't, and I wasn't imagining him hunting an actual animal. I was kind of just imagining him, like, showing off, like, how vicious he looked and, like, jumping and stuff and, like, looking <laughs> scary. I don't, Bella is afraid of blood like I don't know what she's anticipating she's gonna like watching an actual hunting scene yeah yeah I don't get this but you know what if you're into it you're into it we're not here to kink shame <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then um sorry I lost my dang page um he gets mad and he's like absolutely not um then she's like, is it because it'd be too scary? And he's like, if that was true, I would do it now. But no. And she's like, then why? And he's like, I'll tell you later. We got to go to class. Um, and then the last sentence of the chapter is later than I agreed. I wouldn't forget. Um, is Well, first of all, why do you think he's mad? I like, just, why do you think? So he says, I'll tell you later, basically. What What do you think his reasoning is? I think that it would almost be like a frenzy kind of a thing where if if his the thing that he can't stay away from is there while he's like really being his true animalistic monster self would he be able to restrain himself from attacking her as well yeah yeah nice I like that theory not nice, like, yes, not okay. nice attacking her. That would be bad. But just nice in that I like that theory. So is there anything from your notes that we didn't cover? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. This is completely minor. I didn't, you were making a very um, important note when we passed over it. So I was like, we don't need to talk about this right now. <laughs> but let me see what page is it on. It's on page 209. Okay. Um. It's just something that I've always found irritating in writing. It's the line, what makes you think so? His liquid topaz eyes were penetrating. Oh my God, I skipped that too. I literally wrote that quote from Pitch Perfect where she says, not a good enough excuse to use the word penetrating. I, that wasn't what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> shit, sorry. <laughs> I hate when people describe eyes looking completely unrealistic I my old creative writing professor Tom he would always be like 
Emerald colored eyes are not real. Sapphire colored eyes do not exist. Those are not real things. Like, I know he's supernatural. And, like, even in the movie, like, I feel like there's some kind of special effects going on in the eyes. But, like, guys, I'm just putting it out there. When you are doing your own writing, if I ever read the sentence, like, so-and-so had emerald colored eyes, I I think that's laughable. That's not real. Yeah. You know, I have nothing to add because you're 100% right. Like um, I said, it's not an important point. I just read it and rolled my eyes. Yeah, I feel you. Also, sorry to co-opt your point with the word penetrating, but literally why? Why is Why was that necessary? I, that was like the one time in high school when we had the word ejaculation as a vocab word, but it was like to exclaim. It's like, no one is going to use that word to say exclaim. I'm sorry. It's never going to happen. Yes. And they shouldn't. There's just some words that you can't say anymore. (laughs) Agreed. Did you have any other notes that we didn't cover? No, that was it. Okay. Cool. Well, for next week, sis, we got a lot to cover and it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. So you're going to be a little pissed at me. (laughs) I mean, you kind of know already because it's similar to stuff that happens in the movie, but I'll stop talking about what's going to be happening and have you make your predictions. So it's chapters 11 and 12. 11 is called complications and 12 is called balancing. What are your predictions? Hmm, not really, like, too many context clues in those. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe complications. There's definitely going to be some some complications, if you will. <laughs> I I know that the family has to be involved at some point. So maybe there's some kind of problems with Edward's family or perhaps cuties oh Emily is holding Malcolm right now just so everyone knows um anyways complications with the family complications with her own family with Charlie um complications with her friends I don't know I would say my guess would be something to do with Edward's family because right now I feel like that's the biggest puzzle piece that's not not really in place for me yet like there's some supernatural stuff but like with how much his family has been in the book there's still like no information about them so that has to come up at some point and also what are they doing right now that there's this like pretty much interloper coming in to their lives they have literally no control over I'm sure they're all like Edward what the fuck and he's just like sorry she just smells really good um so maybe something with that um, and then, oh, what was the second one called? Sorry. Balancing. Balancing. Your guess is as good as mine. I maybe balancing. Oh, maybe Jacob's going to come back in on this one. Balancing the two men in her life. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. I'm trying not to reveal anything with my facial expression. Um, loved that you used the word interloper what a great word it's not used enough in today's society 
But yeah. that's all I can comment at the moment. <laughs> I like those predictions, though. We'll have to see. So, yeah, I think that's about it for our episode today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know the spiel. But this time it matters because you're going to submit your spooky stories. I mean, it always matters. We always want you to follow us on social, obviously. But um, to submit your stuff, it's going to be Tumblr and Instagram um, at Tuesdays are for Twilight. Twitter is Taft Pod, T-A-F-T Pod. And then if you don't have any social media, totally fine. You can email us at Tuesdays are for Twilight at gmail.com. And if you skipped the beginning... We just want any of your spooky stories. doesn't have to be vampire-related. We just love Halloween, and we want to read spooky stories. And also, um, I should note, too, if you don't want them read on the podcast, but you're just wanting to share them with Paige and I, that's fine, too. Just let us know, and we won't read it. Or we'll keep you anonymous if you want to be that, too. Totally fine. Yes. Just going to do another plug here for Quilly Move to Higher Ground. This past Monday was Indigenous Peoples Day. Um And so that's obviously really important. So please consider donating to them at mthg.org. And yeah, that's about it, guys. So we will see you next week for chapters 11 and 12 of Twilight. Bye, guys. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. (laughs) 